Yo, this is Sam Sports Podcast. It's Saturday, September 3rd, 2016. This is a quick hot take because I just heard breaking news about Eagles quarterback Sam Bradford getting traded to the Minnesota Vikings in exchange for the Vikings' first-round draft pick next year and a conditional fourth-round draft pick in 2018. So after all of that, Sam Bradford will not be the quarterback for the Eagles this year. Less than a week before opening day, Sam Bradford gets traded to the Vikings. Amazing what one little drop back, non-contact injury of Teddy Bridgewater destroying his kneecap can do to the rest of the league. Up until a couple of days ago, they at least thought Sam Bradford was going to be toting the rock for at least a single season. Now, this says a lot about the Eagles in the sense that I think they're ready to torpedo this season because now you're walking in with Chase Daniel as your starting quarterback. It's also rather a large indictment of what they thought of Sam Bradford. I mean, they clearly did not think enough of Sam Bradford to keep him around this long. I think the fact that he was the first quarterback selected or excuse me, the first quarterback signed by the Eagles before they had traded up to get the number two pick. Um, I think he was the best insurance plan that they had, but once his value shot through the roof with Teddy Bridgewater's injury, Minnesota is really doubling down, willing to trade some serious uh, draft picks to go get Sam Bradford. And Howie Roseman, I think it was pretty clear that Sam Bradford was on a one-year deal with the option for a second year, and I don't think anyone felt particularly optimistic about his play last year. So now going into this year, I mean, he was essentially keeping the seat warm, but I mean, this is another way of saying, listen, he was keeping the seat warm and he was going to be grooming people. I mean, he wasn't, uh, Bradford also was not hiding the fact that he was not here to be grooming Carson Wentz, but there was definitely a sense that they wanted to compete. I don't think the Eagles are going to be competing this season now. I think they're going to be good, but you know, you're given the rock to Chase Daniel. So Chase Daniel is the starting quarterback now. I think the win-loss record for the Eagles um, is definitely going to change. I would say the Eagles are going to be a 6-10 and team. I don't see them being a winning team with Chase Daniel under center. Um, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt, but the guy is a career backup. Um, I don't really know if he's ready to be the starter, but I think that this is part of building. You know, th- this is going to be a rebuilding year for the Eagles, sad to say. Um, Maybe we'll see some more Carson Wentz. Um, we're certainly going to see some more Chase Daniel. But, I mean, good luck to Minnesota and Sam Bradford. I know Pat Shermer is there as the offensive coordinator for Bradford. He was the offensive coordinator for Bradford in, uh, with uh, the Rams a handful of years ago. And he was with the Eagles last year and with Bradford. So there's going to be some familiarity there. But good luck if Bradford is just going to sort of jump right in and be the starter for the Minnesota Vikings. He's definitely going to have a better uh, better uh, team to be going with because, I mean, that is a playoff team that he's joining. Then again, he was joining the Eagles last year as a playoff team as well. But I um, – listen, it, it's – I get it from a business perspective. I get it from the Eagles in a rebuilding perspective. Um, it certainly saves the Eagles money. Uh, but it's tough from a fan perspective because – the bottom line is Bradford was the most accredited and and capable quarterback that they had on their roster right now. At least with Bradford, there was a sense that this team could be a playoff team or at least could be a team that would be, you know, in, in the mix of fighting for a wild card. But now, I mean, now there's really trotting tra- Chase Daniel out there. I'm not expecting this Eagles team to be making the playoffs. So really, really bold take, bold take. 
All right, I'll come back in a little bit, but I just had to do a quick take about Sam Sam Bradford getting traded to the Minnesota Vikings. I'll be back in a bit. Time warp. This is a time warp. It's a Labor Day time warp. Yo, this is Sam Sports Podcast, special Labor Day edition. So I did a hot take of the Eagles trading Sam Bradford to the Minnesota Vikings when it first happened on Saturday. Now it's Labor Day. A couple of days have passed. It's Monday. We're relaxing. Happy Labor Day. It's Sam Sports Podcast. It is Monday, September 5th, 2016, Labor Day. I hope you're enjoying your Labor Day. I'm enjoying mine. Had a nice breakfast with uh, with my wife, Campbell. Some coffee, relaxed, watched a little TV, little reruns. Little Netflix, hanging out. It's gorgeous here in Texas. Central time zone. Everything's an hour earlier. All the football next weekend's gonna be starting at uh at twelve noon as opposed to one. All the night games start at like seven thirty instead of eight thirty. I know it's quite obvious and transparent. I just like saying it. It's so much it's just nicer to be a little bit earlier on the schedule there. So uh but anyway, I'm I'm thinking of forward ahead, but it's Labor Day. Happy Labor Day, everybody. Hope you're having a good one. Um I'm coming back to sort of do a special Sam Sports uh, podcast time warp edition to go back to the Sam Bradford trade and to talk a little bit more about it now that a couple of days have passed. So a couple of days have passed, and I'm th- and it's official now. It's been announced. Carson Wentz is going to start week one season opener. So we haven't seen him. He came, Well, he came in in the first preseason game. He took one good hit. I mean, he looked okay, but he took one good hit, and he uh, he got a hairline fracture in his ribs, and they pretty much shut him down because it was it was pretty convincing. It was it was all certain, you know, before this Teddy Bridgewater injury, it was all certain Sam Bradford was going to be trotted out there week one, and Carson Wentz had plenty of time to sit back and watch. Now, Doug Peterson just came out today, made a special announcement saying Carson Wentz is our guy. He's the guy the, the 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 franchise wants. He's who we drafted. And now the script has been flipped. It's official. The Eagles went out, drafted a quarterback number two overall, and the way they do things in the NFL right now, you got to trot a guy out there, a rookie out there right now, baptism by fire. Carson Wentz just broke his ribs a few weeks ago playing his first ever you know, real NFL ball. And now he's starting week one at home at Lincoln Financial Field against the Cleveland Browns. You know, he's going to be seeing, you know, who's, hang on a second, we're going to pause. I'm going to find out who is on the Cleveland Browns defense right now and who he's going to be playing. Okay. All right. I'm looking at the Cleveland Browns defensive roster right now. The only real names that are jumping out at me are, are the backfield. Joe Hayden, so, okay, so he's going to be tested a little bit with Joe Hayden, Tremont Williams there, they're on the, the Cleveland Browns. So, you know, might not be the craziest test, but either way, still, season opener at home, Philadelphia Eagles, Philadelphia Eagles fans, Carson Wentz is going to be starting with a hairline fracture in his ribs that's maybe about 60% healed. Like, that's got to be intense, because how old is Carson Wentz? Is he like 22, 23, something like that? Carson Wentz age how old he's 23 23 year old guy got to go out there this is football so let's see how they shake out with uh you know him actually trying to throw against Joe Hayden and and we'll also then see what's going on with the Eagles offense we'll see what's going to make sense of this backfield with Ryan Matthews and Darren Sproles and Wendell Smallwood I you know and 
The wide receivers, Jordan Matthews is your tastiest pick, and then after him, you're really looking at Doriel Green-Beckham, a guy who they picked up about a week ago. It's, you know, this is going to be an interesting test for Mr. Wentz, and um, this happened very quickly because this was not a consideration before the Teddy Bridgewater injury. Um, But it is truly a, a magical culmination of the fact that Eagle that you know again another purging of the Chip Kelly era you know Sam Bradford is is one and done as well it might have looked different you know we did sign him in March to a two-year deal we gave him 11 million dollars he got guaranteed and given all 11 million dollars of his signing bonus by September 1st and they traded him on September 3rd I mean you know, that says a lot about, you know, they did pay a lot of money to get a first round draft pick. They got a great first round. You know, they deserve, thank God, they got what they did for Sam Bradford because uh, he was, he suddenly became a commodity. But is, you got to give credit to Howie Roseman. You know, now the idea of stockpiling all these quarterbacks, you know, there was a lot of money that went into that went into that trade because $11 million went for Sam Bradford to just play a training camp, to just kind of be there and sort of want to be traded and then not want to be traded and then show up. And, you know, and it was just, it was a whole thing from the beginning, but it was in the end, Roseman looks like a good GM because he's got the good trade chip who suddenly became extremely valuable when Teddy Bridgewater gets injured 10 days before the season starts And the Vikings, now the Vikings, they have their own story to tell. The Vikings are coming out with a brand new stadium. They're going to be week two. They're going to have like a season opener at their stadium, a home opener against the Packers, I think on Sunday night football, nationally televised game. You know, and they were going to trot out Sean Hill. And they kind of didn't want to do that. They wanted to go get a, a legitimate quarterback with Sam Bradford. I think their plan now is they're saying, they're going to have Sean Hill start week one where the Vikings are on the road playing as the Tennessee Titans, who are a bit of a – Titans are a bit of a forgettable team. Or, you know, at least they were last year. They've got something to prove. But I think uh, the Vikings are a playoff team with a nasty defense who they at least feel they can go trot that team out there with Sean Hill and still, you know, win or loss, they'll look respectable. At home, week two, they want to send Bradford out there. And there's a big – you know, connection about how Pat Shermer is now with the Minnesota Vikings. So Pat Shermer was Sam Bradford's offensive coordinator in 2009 and 2010 with the St. Louis Rams when Bradford had two of the best, two of his most productive seasons in his career. Then Pat Shermer was with them last year with the Eagles, you know, throughout all of that. And now Shermer's with the Vikings. So Shermer's like, listen, I know Sam Bradford. I know I can install this offense with him fairly quickly. Because again, you're bringing in a quarterback so close to the beginning of a season and he's got to learn a whole playbook. Like that doesn't happen overnight. That's a long process. And, uh, you know, there's a confidence that he can come in, that he can do it, um, that Bradford will pick it up quickly. I think think Minnesota's rolling the dice, but I, I guess they kind of are just hoping Bradford will be enough of a game manager for them to allow their team to stay afloat. I mean, they've got a they've got a playoff caliber defense, and I think that Teddy Bridgewater was enough of a game manager last year. They they can hope that they can throw Sam Bradford into this mix and be enough of a game manager. And you know, I don't have any doubt that Bridgewater will be back next year. And he will reclaim his job from Sam Bradford. I can't imagine. Unless Sam Bradford wins the Super Bowl, which I don't feel is happening for the Vikings. But, you know, this was, you know, a good trade for both sides. And the Eagles kind of look like they came out great because they've just done a further purge of the Chip Kelly era. DeMarco Murray, gone. 
Sam Bradford gone, Byron Maxwell gone, Kiko Alonso gone. They're just they're all Hallie Roseman has wiped them all away. You know, Bradford looked it also is so indicative of how quickly things change in the NFL. I mean, Bradford looked like, you know, a good deal in March when they signed him. And then, you know, they bring in Chase Daniel and that doesn't and that's kind of like was I guess they were going to go one way or the other and Howie Roseman gets both of them and you're kind of like, "Wow, okay. All right, man. Do what you got to do." And then, you know, they move Byron Maxwell. They move they they trade all those assets to get the number 2 pick from the Browns and they draft Carson Wentz and then Bradford wants to get traded to the Broncos and that doesn't happen and then they stick with him and finally the trade came through. You know, something happened. Teddy Bridgewater, non-contact injury in a friggin' practice. He dislocates his knee and tears his ACL, and all of a sudden Bradford becomes valuable. And Howie Roseman shoots from the hip. Well, not even shoots from the hip. This was a long con calculated move right before the end of the season. He's just like, whatever. Move Bradford. He didn't didn't even want to be here in the first place. Get him out of here. Kelly's gone, Bradford's gone, you know, we can bring in Carson Wentz, screw Chase Daniel, you're a backup, you're going to continue to be the backup, if Carson looks terrible, you know, you'll be there to step in, but the truth is, we want Carson, we drafted this guy number two overall, it's either now or never, this is how the NFL works, there's no more sitting on the bench and watching, there's get out there and play right now and show me what you got, and uh, that's what's happening. And even with his hairline fracture, number 11, you know, here's Johnny. Carson Wentz, baby. It's time. Come on out and quarterback for the team. Whew. So, um, yeah, that's going to be exciting. It's going to be very, very exciting. I, uh, I, uh, I'm very excited for a little Carson Wentz. Now, I want to jump into uh, looking at the, the games for week one coming up. I'm very excited. So it's on. Football's finally here. After all of this, week one is upon us. We're going to get a little Carson Wentz. We're going to get, uh, you know, like other exciting. You know, how many other rookies we got here? We got Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott's going to be starting for the Dallas Cowboys. That'll be exciting. I don't know if we have any other. And if we have another, I'll, if I can think of them, I don't think so. I don't think so. A lot of the other teams are already established. I think Carson Wentz and Dak Prescott might be the only rookie quarterbacks coming out on week one. Now, let's look at week one here. So let's make our picks. So Thursday night, you're going to have the Super Bowl rematch. Carolina Panthers at Denver Broncos, Mile High Stadium, or I guess Sports Authority Field or whatever, whatever. Um, I'm picking the Carolina Panthers. I think um, without Peyton Manning, you're coming out now. This is the same Panthers team with Cam Newton. Now they're going to have Kelvin Benjamin, uh, you know, Greg Olson. I'm, I'm Jonathan Stewart. Everyone's back healthy. They didn't really the, – the, the Panthers shored up more of that team, whereas the Broncos, I think that, you know, they lose Malik Jackson. They, lo- they lost a, a handful of other pieces. I think Chris Harris gone. A handful of other pieces of that Bronco defense are gone. I know Von Miller's there. I think they'll still be very tenacious uh, against Cam Newton, but it's not going to be easy for them. And the thing that's really tipping it is the Denver offense. You know, they're trotting out their Trevor Simeon. Oh, there's another. Okay, not a rookie quarterback, but definitely his first NFL start. You know, this is a guy who is – who, who, you know, won out the starting job over Mark Sanchez. I'm really skeptical about, you know. And then you got C.J. Anderson. They just cut Ronnie Hillman. 
I'm not. I don't know. My pick is the Carolina Panthers. I think they'll uh, they'll pick it up. Um, yeah, that's uh, next on the list. All right, T- Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Atlanta Falcons. Um, I'm picking the Falcons. I think at home in the dome, uh, Matt Ryan, I Julio Jones, Devontae Freeman. I think Dan Quinn will. Uh, you know, he started out the season hot last year. He'll start out the season hot this year. Tampa Bay. A lot of things to be optimistic about with Winston. You know, Mike Evans, Doug Martin. I think it should be a slugfest, but I'm I'm leaning a little bit more on the Falcons' defense being impressive and their offense. I, like, I just think the Falcons are going to come out hot. They play well at home. Um, that'll be a statement game for Tampa Bay if they can come out and really smack Atlanta in the mouth. Uh, but my pick is the Falcons for uh, beating, upsetting the Buccaneers. Um, or I guess not really upsetting. I think the Falcons are favored. Next up, uh, Buffalo Bills. Baltimore Ravens. Now, I think this game is fairly evenly matched. Um, in Baltimore, you know, they're coming off of a really terrible year. You know, if anything, history over the last couple of years would tell me that Baltimore should win this game, but it's they've got a lot of injuries on defense. They've had a lot of changeover. They've had a lot of turmoil in their running back situation. Um, wide receivers with Kamar Aiken and Mike Wallace. Steve Smith, is he going to be fully you know, healthy coming off that Achilles for the beginning of the season. Joe Flacco coming off that torn ACL. Um, and I and they struggled a lot last year. They kind of did not look like the Baltimore Ravens, whereas the Bills started off the season hot. They were very tenacious. Tyrod Taylor and Sammy Watkins got going strong at the end. I think this is going to be a close game, but the Bills are favored on the road, and I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. I think Rex Ryan's going to come out here, and you know, Baltimore's got to earn their way back into being a, a nasty can you know uh playoff uh contender that they were a couple of years ago and the bills even with their defensive the bills have a lot of issues on defense right now suspensions and loss of players and the fact that they were just atrocious under rex ryan last year but you know i i think they're going to come out prepared in week one and uh they're going to get the best of uh of the baltimore ravens i could be wrong it's a pretty close game but i'm picking the bills um Chicago Bears, Houston Texans. Um, I'm picking the Texans. I think it's. I think they just got a nastier defense, and they're going to rough up Jay Cutler and uh, Alshon Jeffrey. I'm kind of curious to see how and Jeremy Langford plays. I'm really high on Jeremy Langford this season in fantasy, but I'm curious if uh, you know if he's going to have if JJ Watt and maybe even Jadavian Clowney are going to give the, the you know give Langford trouble. Um, very curious to see what Brock Osweiler is going to do. Brock Osweiler, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt in game one because the Brock Osweiler, Lamar Miller show, there's a lot of excitement about them. And, you know, the Bears defense has had some holes. This will, I think, be a closer game, but they're giving the benefit of the doubt to the Texans. So am I. I'm going to pick the Texans in the season opener. Um, Bengals, Jets in uh, New York. Oof. Um, heavily favored Bengals. I'm going to pick the Bengals as well. I think the Jets... You know, I don't know if their offense is going to produce against the Bengals' defense, and I think the Bengals' offense is going to do a lot against the Jets' defense. I think that's what's really going to happen. I think you're going to see Andy Dalton and A.J. Green connect. You're going to see Andy Dalton be excited to be back. And Giovanni Bernard, Jeremy Hill, pow, pow, one-two punch. Todd Bowles and the Jets, it's going to be a good team this year, but that's a playoff matchup right there in week one. You know, Jets, Bengals, it's going to be close. I think the Bengals will, will pull it out. Eagles, Browns. Now, okay. Now that you got Carson Wentz starting and it's home, you know, 
We don't know what we're getting with Carson Wentz. You got to give more of a chance to the Browns, even though they're trotting out Robert Griffin the third, um, along with uh, not Josh Gordon, but he's got he's going to have Corey Coleman. He's going to have Isaiah Crowell. Uh, I think that Jim Schwartz and the Eagles defense are going to be a little better than those guys. And you know, let's give the benefit. I'm still giving the benefit of the doubt to the Eagles. I'm an Eagles fan. I'm probably biased. I am biased. Um, but I want Carson Wentz to pull out that week one win. It'll be very telling how he looks in this week one. Um, but I'm going to pick the Eagles to take it out. Okay. Green Bay Packers, Jacksonville Jaguars in Jacksonville. Packers are heavily favored. I will go with the Packers. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to slip up in week one, even in sunny Florida. Um, Jaguars, I'm sure it'll be good. Blake Bortles will be exciting, but, um, the Packers are just a much better team. Uh, you know, Jaguars have a lot to be excited about. I'm very excited about that team. Like, I think they're going to smack around like the Titans and the Colts. Like, I think they're going to win a lot in their division and also sneak up on some AFC teams. But the Packers, you know, AFC, NFC matchup, those two teams don't look at each other that much. You know, Aaron Rodgers is going to come out and pick them apart, even even in Jacksonville. I don't think they have a very strong um, home court advantage, if you know what I mean. Uh, Minnesota Vikings on the road against the Titans. I'm picking the Vikings, even with Sean Hill at quarterback, because that that defense, that Vikings defense, as I was saying, is uh, is playoff level and it's uh, it's tenacious. The Titans got a lot of work to do. Even I like Marcus Mariota, but they've just got a whole bunch of new wide receivers. They cut out, you know, David Cobb's gone, Bishop Sankey's gone. They're going to be trotting out there Demarco Murray and Derrick Henry with a whole bunch of new wide receivers. Um, you know, Doriel Green, Beckham, Justin Hunter, these guys are gone. Kendall Wright is a little banged up. You know, you got Delaney Walker and I guess Tajay Sharp. But the Vikings, you know, Adrian Peterson's going to make them pay. So I think I'm picking the Vikings. Uh, Chargers, San Diego Chargers in Kansas City against the Chiefs. Uh, I mean, that is a matchup rivalry as old as time. Chiefs, Chargers, but you got to give it to the Chiefs. They're in Kansas City. It's a tenacious Arrowhead Stadium. Tough place to play. Alex Smith, that's a playoff-bound team um, that did a lot of damage. Now they're saying Jamal Charles might not play, but even with Spencer Ware as your starting running back, that Chiefs team is going to be vicious. And, you know, they don't like to throw deep where you got the Chargers, some, the only – some of the decent parts of their defense are in their secondary with Brandon Flowers and uh, I think it's um not, it's not Eric Weddle's gone Justin Justin somebody I you know who I'm talking about but it's uh Chargers uh, that defense is going to get hurt by Chiefs and um you know I'm 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 hoping for a little bit of a shootout but I think Philip Rivers might get knocked around by that Chiefs the Chiefs are just a much better team offensively and defensively and the Chargers. You know, they go up and down over the years. Even during the Phillip Rivers era, they go up and down. He's always prolific as a passer, but, you know, last year they were 4-12. and You know, they'll score a lot, but their defense will be atrocious. And, you know, season opener in Kansas City, I think it's going to be tough for San Diego to pull it out. There'll be some sparks because it's a rivalry, um, but the Chiefs will, will take out that win. Now, this is an interesting matchup. Oakland Raiders on the road against the New Orleans Saints. AFC-NFC matchup. Not too often these two teams meet. You're going to have Drew Brees and Derek Carr in the Dome, in the Superdome, or the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Oakland is better than people think this year. they got a good defense. They've got a great offensive line. Derek Carr and Amari Cooper can probably put on fireworks in the Dome, but you still got, you still got your Drew Brees, you know, Willie Sneed, Brandon Cooks, you're going to have Michael Thomas. Let's see how he looks. Mark Ingram, uh, 
you know, but the thing I feel like the difference makers are the defenses because I think Drew Brees will get his and the, and I think the Saints are a little favored because they're going to be at home and this Raiders team I don't think is still proven on the road. Um but the defense Khalil Mack is a monster for the Oakland Raiders. And uh, Drew Brees and that's well, that Saints team has had a terrible defense. And Derek Carr, I think, could really, you know, he could pull it out in the fourth quarter with a crazy touchdown pass or, you know, an amazing drive because that Saints defense is not trustworthy. So I'm actually going to pick the Oakland Raiders. I'm going to pick the Raiders on the road in the season opener. I think the Saints will will fumble and flunder and blunder. They've just been showing me that they've been losing their stuff the last couple of uh last couple of years. Wow. That's that was all of okay, aside from the Panthers game, that was all one o'clock or at least twelve o'clock games in my central time zone. That's amazing. Um that's crazy to think that that's uh there's that many games at uh, at twelve o'clock. That's football for you. Come on. You know, they make it just an absolute explosion of football, you know, right after church on Sunday. Now now you've got the afternoon, the four o'clock or three o'clock central games you got the Miami Dolphins on the road against the Seattle Seahawks. Okay, I'm picking the Seahawks. They're tough to win and see, tough to beat them in Seattle. Miami, listen, they've got a lot of things to do. They've got a great defense with Indomitian Sue, and they're going to have Mario Williams. I like all the things they do, but had so many problems. we got to see what Adam Gase does with Tannehill and Arian Foster. And, you know, against this Seahawks team, week one, you know, you can't give – you can't give the Dolphins a shot there. You just can't. Even if they pull out the win, no one's going to bet on that. Seahawks. Um, New York Giants, Dallas Cowboys at AT&T Stadium in Dallas. Jerry Jones, massive cabillion dollar stadium. Um, I'm picking the Giants. I think, you know, listen, a lot of excitement around Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott, the rookies coming out there with that offensive line. But you still can't count out the Dallas defense and how they were bad last year. They're gonna I think they will be good this year, but with all of the suspensions you got and you know just you're playing with some backup guys, I think the Dallas defense is gonna be suspect. And you combine that with Dak Prescott at quarterback, you know, this is a Giants team with Eli and Odell Beckham Jr. and everyone's really excited about Sterling Shepard and you know, they got Rashad Jennings. They got a lot of, and they got a pretty good defense that I think can shake up the rookies on Dallas. And Eli and the Cowboys, Eli and the Giants have been known to have good games on the road in Dallas. And I'm just saying, week one, that, that would not surprise me one bit if Eli and the Giants goes in there and smacks around Dallas. I'm picking the Giants. Um, this is an interesting matchup. Detroit Lions on the road against the Indianapolis Colts. Andrew Luck coming back from injury, trying to show everybody he's still got it after he signed this massive contract extension. I am picking the Colts. You know, even with Frank Gore and some of their suspect offensive line stuff, I think Andrew Luck is a nasty enough uh, competitor that he can push around a team like the Lions, who, listen, the Lions had a very kooky season last year, starting out about 1-7 and seven and finishing 7-9, and nine, but you know, this is without Megatron. Still a lot of issues, I think, need to be figured out with that Detroit Lions team. Even on defense, you know, they continue to lose defensive players. Um, I'm picking the Colts uh, at home. Now you got the night game, Sunday night game. New England Patriots on the road against the Arizona Cardinals. You're going to have no Tom Brady, Jimmy Garoppolo, starting the uh, the week one opener 
for the New England Patriots on the road at University of Phoenix Stadium or University of Arizona State, whatever that you know that online university named stadium in Arizona where uh yeah where the um where the Cardinals play a couple of Super Bowls were there I think one of the I think the Super Bowl where Eli Manning you know broke perfection and the Giants beat you know Plexico Burris that touchdown pass I think that was I think that was in Phoenix anyway Patriots Cardinals um with Jimmy Garoppolo under center, the Patriots are not getting any love. Uh, I am picking the Cardinals. I'm going to go with the grain. Uh, I think this is Carson Palmer. You know, this is even with Carson Palmer really laying an egg in the AFC championship game. I don't, you know, yes, they looked bad. It looked awful. But the truth is the Carolina Panthers were not to be denied. They were on a mission. They looked amazing. They were, they dominated the Seahawks the week before they were dominating everybody. And, you know, no one was getting in their way, especially not the Arizona Cardinals after they, you know, this was after the Panthers had knocked around Russell Wilson. Um, so I think Carson Palmer's good. People are thinking he's going to like never be the same again. I think he's going to come right back. He's going to do what he did. He's going to have another great year. Larry Fitzgerald's still going to have one more year in the tank with these guys, Michael Floyd and John Brown. Everyone's going to make each other look good. David Johnson's going to be even better. Uh, uh, Bruce Arians will know what to get out of this defense. Um, and, you know, with Jimmy Garoppolo, like, listen, I love the Patriots, and I think – you know, Gronkowski's going to get his, and I think Edelman is going to get his, but Garoppolo's going to struggle to figure out how to make it work. And, you know, the run game with LeGarrette Blunt is not going to produce enough for the Patriots to pull out a victory, and I think they're going to drop this one. So I'm picking the Arizona Cardinals in week one against the Pats. Now, the Monday night football doubleheader. Um, this is uh, this is going to be fun. I'm kind of um, kind of interested in this one. This is a, So the first game is Pittsburgh Steelers on the road against the Washington Redskins. It's going to be in Washington, Captain Kirk Cousins going up against Ben Roethlisberger at a FedEx stadium or forum or arena. I don't know what it's FedEx something. Um, I'm picking the Steelers. So I think the Steelers are just an explosive team, exciting. They, they always come out and mean business. Antonio Brown, Roethlisberger, Marcus Wheaton, even without Martavis Bryant, and listen, big sneaky fantasy pick that I'm that I'm setting out there with Le'Veon Bell suspended. I think D'Angelo Williams is going to have a big day. He did this last year. He started for Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell was suspended at the start of last year as well. D'Angelo Williams started for him. He was great. He's a great running back. He's a good start. Pittsburgh likes to feed the ball to a hard-hitting running back like D'Angelo Williams. D'Angelo Williams likes to run with a team like Pittsburgh. I think he's a good start against the Redskins. Even on the road, it's Monday Night Football. It's the season opener. It's national TV. And the Redskins, you know, even though they won the division last year, I, I still don't really have much faith in their defense or their offense for that matter. I think it'll be a bit of a shootout, Monday Night Football style. So um, I'm picking the Steelers. Uh, the finally, the last game of the um, the docket, the Los Angeles Rams on the road in San Francisco against the San Francisco 49ers, or should I say Santa Clara at Levi Stadium. It's going to be Levi Stadium, San Francisco. Blaine Gabbert officially named the starting quarterback over Colin Kaepernick by Chip Kelly. Um, starting at home with uh, Torrey Smith and Carlos Hyde. We'll, uh, we'll see how Vance McDonald 
see how those guys work out together with Chip Kelly's fast-paced offense, and let's see what the defense looks like. But the Rams, so this is going to be – I don't know about this either of these teams this year. Uh, the Rams are going to be trotting out, I believe, Case Keenum because Jared Goff is starting to it's, – it's coming out that he does, he's not looking good. I mean, I've talked all about Carson Wentz, but we haven't really seen Carson Wentz. He's been injured all preseason. We haven't watched him play. We've watched Jared Goff play the number one overall pick, and there's a lot of suspicion about him, whether he's good or not. Now they're saying he might be the number three quarterback behind Case Keenum, and uh, I don't even know who the number two quarterback is in in Los Angeles. But uh, with all of that being said, it looks like Case Keenum's going to start with his uh, Todd Gurley. I mean, Todd Gurley's the, you know, they're talking about that. It's going to be all the Todd Gurley show. Um, you know, that's like an old Madonna tour, right? The Gurley show, Todd Gurley show. Uh, they are, f- and with that, the Rams are heavily favored over the Niners. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. I'll pick the Rams, Todd Gurley running all over Chip Kelly's Niners. Um, and you have to, uh, you have to do a tiebreaker in ESPN where it's like, pick the, pick the score. I'm picking the Rams to beat the Niners 24, 21. How about that? How about that? How you like them? Well, I got a number. How you like them apples? Uh, so yeah, those are my thoughts on um, the lines for the the lines for this week. I didn't even go over the lines. I don't do gambling. I don't do lines. I just pick winners. I say who do I think is going to win and why do I think they're going to win. Those are my thoughts. That's uh, that's that's my thoughts. I'm sticking to them. So um, anyway, I went off on a rant. This is the Labor Day special. Uh, I'm going to call it to a close today. I went off on these games. I think I'm going to drop one more uh, podcast on Wednesday before the games officially start. I really want to get a Wednesday schedule in for Sam Sports Podcast. Okay, everyone, thank you for listening. Uh, This was uh, football. I had to react to uh, the Sam Bradford trade, the Carson Wentz anointment as the starting quarterback, Um, and, uh, you know, decided to go over who I think is going to win every one of these games in week one. I'm so excited! I'm so excited! Football! Yeah! I officially have six fantasy football teams and counting. I think I'm going to round out uh, today getting at least two more. I think I want to start the season in at least 10 fantasy football leagues just to articulate the passion I have and how desperately I I enjoy fantasy football. Desperately. How much I enjoy it. I just love it. I, I enjoy this stuff. I like the fantasy football. I have to get everyone on my team. I want to you know, spread the wealth. I want to get a team with ODB and a team with Julio Jones and a team with David Johnson. I got to get a team with An- Antonio Brown, man. I got to get a number one pick in one of these drafts. One of these drafts. Okay, uh, email me at samsportstation at gmail.com, S-M-A-S-S-P-O-R-T-S-S-T-A-T-I-O-N at gmail.com. It's real easy. Also, follow my Facebook page or like my Facebook page, Sam's Sports Station. Follow me on Twitter. I'm Twitter. I'm just Sam Rosenberg. Twitter handle is Smithface Jones. It's an inside joke, but just Google, you know, search Twitter Sam Rosenberg. I'll pop up. I'm also on Instagram. Haven't been using it that much, but I'm trying to use it more. Sam Sports Station on uh, is uh, my Instagram handle, and uh, you know, just uh, follow me in general. You know, uh, tell me around. I'll be. Uh, I'm going to be starting a website soon. That's my next goal: is to get a website and a theme song for the show. That's coming out soon. Um, But everybody, happy Labor Day. Enjoy your Labor Days. I'm going to go to a picnic with some family. I'm very excited. should be fun. It's going to be gorgeous outside. Have some picnic, barbecue, kids running around. What else would you want on a Labor Day on a nice Monday, September 5th, 2016? Hopefully your Labor Day is being great and uh, and is gorgeous and you're also having a good time. Even if you're working, I'm sure, yo, at some point you're going to be done with that shift. You're going to get home. You're going to relax. You're going to have a good time. You're going to 
you know, have a drink or a beer or, or, or not a drink. Maybe you're an alcohol recovering alcoholic or something. Maybe you just kind of have a soda. You're going to have a, a, you're going to have something, whatever you do to kick back, you're going to kick back and enjoy yourself. It's labor day. And, um, so anyway, from me to you, thank you for listening. I'll be back with some more sports stuff. Football week one is upon us. And, uh, this is only the beginning. Don't go anywhere. Sam sports podcast. will be right back. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.